Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show where we discuss movies, games, and TV shows in addition to kinda whatever. Mainly, we just shout nonsense into our microphones. I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Youthy. Emily and I were trying to figure out whether this podcast will last longer or our marriage will last longer. <laughs> because, I mean, the podcast does have a three and a half year start, head start, so. That's true. You know, it's it kind of <laughs> depends on who's going to die first or, you know, if we do this both to our graves, mm-hmm. kind of just depends on who dies first of the three of us. Yeah. <laughs> so just, it's just something interesting to think about. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, we have I mean, we have the advantage in more than one way, because um, I mean, if either of us die first, then it's the, the podcast wins it. But meanwhile, if. Uh, it's just me. Well, no, 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 wait, no. If you die first, then the marriage. No, yeah, you're right. Win. If you, it, if you or Emily die first, yeah, um, then the podcast will have lasted. So, longer. like, that's two out of three people. Yeah, plus <laughs> the three and a half year advantage. There's probably some sort of odds you could do. You could yeah, figure probably. It out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, just a, a funny thing to think about. So yeah. Um, but this week, we've got a great episode for you featuring our review of Violent Night. Um, and we don't have a TV show to cover for once. What so the heck? It's kind of exciting. It'll be a shorter episode. It'll, it'll, and it will last a month. <laughs> <laughs> this hiatus. Because The Last of Us will be coming out. And my money is on uh, the podcast lasting longer. <laughs> <laughs> That one movie podcast. Tom. First, Jimmy, we've got to do the Toms. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. The Toms. Toms is a rapid fire segment where we rate the news of the week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms, Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw's the highest, Bombadil's the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Jimmy, let's get to it. Holden, holy smokes, the trailers. Comic Con, <laughs> Brazil Comic Con, whatever it was. I think, yeah, I think it was Brazil Comic Con. <laughs> Just <laughs> didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. One of the most populated countries in the world having a Comic Con. See, I I want to recall. Like, I feel like maybe I've noticed this last year or the year before, even. But yeah, I think Brazil Comic Con in years past have had like weird amounts of announcements at it. Like I don't know, maybe it is like one of the bigger inter- like international conventions. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't know anything about it. Makes sense. Uh, funny that it's during the World Cup because you know. Brazil World Cup. They're the favorites, Holden. If you didn't know, I did not know that. They've won more than any other country in the world. Okay. But none since 2002. So we'll see what happens. They play tomorrow as of recording this. I won't be able to watch it because I'm working, Holden, because we live Uh in the United States. That dang job. That (laughs) dang job getting in the way. Yeah. Getting (laughs) in the way of me watching other countries win at soccer, football. (laughs) We lost, Holden. U.S. is out. Didn't know if you knew. No, I didn't know that, but good to know. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, trailers. What's the first one, Holden? Um, let's start with uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Um, 
easily the most anticipated out of all of these. Am I right, Jimmy? Uh, no, I would say oh, okay. maybe the opposite, but it's so many trailers that I cannot remember all of them. <laughs> so Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so Transformers Rise of the Beasts, uh, new, obviously new live action Transformers movie. It, um, it seems to be like, I, I don't know. Transformers seems to be going the way of like the X-Men franchise where it's just going to be like a confusing timeline of events because Bumblebee was like set in the 80s, um, which was kind of an easy way for them to uh, leave out the continuity of the Michael Bay movies while not totally retconning it, uh, kind of like what they did with the X-Men movies. Um, actually, exactly what they did with the X-Men movies. Now that I think about it, they literally went back to like the 80s and stuff. But um, this seems to be set in the 90s. I think it's supposed to be like a sequel to Bumblebee because it's got uh, the Transformers have got all of their old uh, designs, um, which I do think are cooler, if not if if not a little more impractical than uh, the ones from the Michael Bay films. But um, Jimmy, what you what you think of the trailer? Well, as someone who does not give a single crap about the Transformers, Holden, I <laughs> this trailer did not move the needle for me. Mm-hmm. And visually, I thought it didn't look great either. And I don't know if it's just me being younger and thinking the older movies looks better when they came out. That's probably the case. But I just mm-hmm. when I saw the trailer, I was just like, this doesn't look um convincing to me not bad yeah it's just not amazing well yeah and there's so much cgi in these movies that um i don't know i just i am not excited to see this movie and the the trailer did not change that i also didn't see bumblebee i never saw the last night is that what the la- the fifth yeah i think so did you I see s- age of extinction i did <laughs> that one is that might be the worst one like a lot of people say the second one is the worst but i hate age of extinction (laughs) every time i think back to that movie that is a just horrible time um i've only seen it once in theaters i just remember it being so long yeah i remember thinking the movie was over and be like oh that was you know that was actually all right and then there was literally another hour of the movie (laughs) Like there was a like there was an Optimus Prime voiceover. I'm like, oh, it's the end of the movie. You know, pretty well paced, all this stuff, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> and then they go to Hong Kong for an hour. Yeah. And the robot dinosaurs come in. <laughs> yeah, for literally no reason. There's, I'm like, no the movie was over. <laughs> they just you're like, well, I get, we got to get it to China. So here's a scene <laughs> of Hong Kong. A scene, uh, an hour long sequence that I don't remember anything of. Um, I, yeah, Holden. I mean, people like Bumblebee. You like Bumblebee, right? I did. I don't think I liked it as much as other people, but um, I mean, it was, in my opinion, the best Transformers movie. Not that the bar is like that high, but I think it is the best out of all of them. Nice. Um, I think for me personally, um, I didn't. I I like rewatched it after I talked to you about it to see if I noticed the visuals. I th- I didn't think it looked any better or worse than I remember the old movies. Um, it could just be because like the old movies. I feel like there wasn't anything quite like them when they first came oh, out. Oh no, that first one was like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I so, I remember being like whatever grade I was in, being blown away by the first Transformers movie. 
Yeah, so at the time, I think it, it was pretty impressive, at least from a visual effects standpoint. But uh, now it's just kind of like, I mean, we've seen literally half a dozen of these <laughs> already. Um, and we have all these big blockbusters that come out every year. And this doesn't really stand itself apart from those too much. Um, like I said, really the only positive that comes out of this is I do, I do like that they're being more creative with the designs than just jagged pieces of, of gray metal, (laughs) like piled (laughs) on top of each other, (laughs) step in the right direction. But, uh, other than that, I don't really care about this. Um, yeah, I'm going to go look, I'm like in between Bergeron and Bombadil right now, but for the sake of people who like Transformers, I'll say Bergeron. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'll stick with a Bergeron. Uh, there's also, forgot to mention, there is a gorilla. Uh, there's a gorilla <laughs> right behind me. <laughs> right, right behind me. Oh. Yeah, right behind you. Oh, yeah, the gorilla Transformer. That's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> Very practical. It's, it's called uh, Rise of the Beasts, which makes me think it's supposed to be... There's like a Beast Wars Transformers thing, um, which I think was popular, where all the Transformers turned into like animals. So I don't know. I assume that's what this is going for. But we only saw like a monkey, a gorilla. So we'll see. I want more weird animal robots. Well, I mean, if you are a Transformer robot, I don't know if like a humanoid figure would be like the most practical thing to transform into yeah i mean i feel like i mean even just a gorilla like would be more like you got the big big arms (laughs) you can swing (laughs) on things yeah yeah (laughs) all right that's enough transformers talk hold on what's our next trailer uh let's talk about cocaine bear cocaine bear yeah uh (laughs) speaking (laughs) of shoddy visual work yeah oh yeah i um i think this might be the worst trailer out of all of them um like transformers is painfully just like whatever it also that one was also like pretty short we didn't get like a ton out of it um this one is like a full two and a half minutes and it's like the weirdest tone i've ever seen in a trailer i think like it's it flips so hard between like horror and like weird funny action thing and i it never feels natural at least in this trailer i mean we are speaking about a two and a half minute trailer versus a movie mm-hmm. but it, it's just like this this weird sudden shift that'll they'll have like these tense moments in the trailer where it like goes quiet and like the bears there or whatever and then the very next shot it's just like synth music where like a bear is chasing after an ambulance like literally what, jumping <laughs> into an ambulance yeah like I, it's so and then ray Liotta's weird. there and it's like what <laughs> It's got a it's got an interesting cast. It's got uh Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta is one of his last roles. Um, it's got Alden Ehrenreich, uh, young Han Solo himself. Oh, he, was he in the trailer? Yeah. Why did I is, not recognize him? It's so he Ray Liotta and uh, Ice Cube's son O'Shea Jackson Jr. are the three drug dealers. I think. When after rewatching it, I think that's what they're supposed to be. They're like the people who were who lost the cocaine. Um, so yeah, Alden Ehrenreich is one of them. Uh, Carrie Russell looks like she's like the mom. She might be the main protagonist character. I like, she's, I think she's an underrated actress. She's very good in a lot of things. Um, she the one in, in the rise of Skywalker. Yes. Who's not in it very long. <laughs> she's got the fish helmet on. Yes. Yeah. Um, 
so I uh, interesting cast. I'll give it that, but I don't <laughs> that bear looks really bad. <laughs> like, it looks really unconvincing. It looks like uh the call of the wild dog. Yeah. Um I you know, makes me want to rewatch the revenant mm-hmm. scene to see how that bear looks cuz I don't remember. Um they should got an actual bear holding. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Fed uh, an actual bear some cocaine. Look, I was excited for this movie. I'm less excited for this movie now, so I guess it's a bombadil, right? Yeah, I mean, if it makes you less excited, I think that's the opposite of what a trailer's supposed to do. I mean, who knows? Could be we could be, you know, could be a good movie. I'm open to it. I don't think the effect. I don't think the effects will look much better. And th- I mean, uh, people always use that excuse when trailers come out, like, "Oh, well, the movie's not out. The effects could look better." I don't think they're gonna get much better. They never get much. They better. never get better. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think last time people tried to really use that excuse was with cats, and cats just completely uh, tore that argument to shreds. So literally, like a cat. The only um, time it's ever looked better was with Sonic when they just redid it. Yeah, <laughs> when they had to delay the movie by like six months. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, it worked no, out for them though. Yeah, that yeah, it definitely did. I I mean, but that was just like a terrible design. This is just like a a rough CG bear. I don't like most movies um, with like, designs like it's this. It's not they like they just oh let's just swap out the file for a, a higher definition bear. I'm like that's that's not how it works. No, <laughs> <laughs> like they're set. Like this is the bear you're getting. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just, for me, it was more so just like that you said the tones than the bear itself. It was just like, I don't, I just don't, like, it It doesn't seem like this movie's that, there was nothing that really impressed me about the trailer from the the story, like, the situation's cool, it's like, oh, a, co- a bear eats cocaine, that's funny, mm-hmm. but all the sequences, I'm like, I've seen that sort of thing before, I've seen that, I, okay, mm-hmm. is this going to be interesting, I feel like it just showed a lot too. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, it could be a really fun movie, mm-hmm. but I don't I I didn't get that from the trailer. Personally. Yeah, and I mean, kudos to, you know, I think it's Universal that's making this. Um kudos to them for taking just a really weird concept for a at least mid mid budget action movie. I, I mean, you don't get a ton of like weird ideas like this anymore, I think. So, it cool. kind of reminds me of the poo blood and honey or whatever the winnie the pooh thing where it's like oh that's i mean a cool concept and then it's like oh that looks bad this I mean, looks better this than looks that be- yeah this looks better than that but, but <laughs> that's where i'm at so i'm, I'm at a bomb killer bears yeah <laughs> yeah we did some cocaine in that movie <laughs> <laughs> um who do you yeah, think kills uh, more people winnie the pooh or or cocaine bear cocaine bear that's kind um, of a interesting <laughs> <laughs> a little bet that you can make K- killer bear i think they're both coming out in february too so we got two killer bear movies coming out in february we'll see good year the, for killer the, bear fans the most uh the most hotly discussed topic of next year which killer bear movie will have more deaths yeah um well now yeah, we have g- to see both holden yeah we do <laughs> uh i'll give it a bombadil though all right um 
next trailer I think I'll talk about is the new Super Mario Bros. trailer. I kind of I put those first two together because I thought those were pretty unanimously between the two of us, like the worst two. Now the rest of them are I just kind of mixed them around. Doesn't really matter to me. But uh, Super Mario Bros. trailer um, got a new full length one. Get a better look at what this movie is going to be about, what it's got in it. Jimmy, what'd you think of it? Oh, then great strategy of just putting the least interesting stuff at the front of the episode so our audience doesn't go away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jimmy, that's why you got to put in the title. Like, we're going to talk about the Indiana Jones 5 trailer, the Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer. I did have Indy, I do have Indy 5 trailer in the title of this. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, we're on Super Mario Bros. Look, it's another trailer. It's uh, he's fighting Donkey Kong, so that'll be fun. <laughs> uh, why yeah. is he doing it? I don't know. Who cares? Um, looks like they're going a lot of different places. I hope that means this movie will be fast paced mm-hmm. and fun. I still, I think the animation looks great. Honestly. Yeah, it it does. It's it's like the highest quality I think we've ever gotten from Illumination. It's <laughs> I don't think it'll single-handedly turn me around on this studio which kind of just pumps out a lot of mediocre movies, but it'll it at least shows me there is like a lot of talent there. Um so I like people were upset with Peach's voice. It's Anya Taylor-Joy's voice, so I, I don't really care. I thought it was fine. <laughs> I think it's fine too. I'm also not super attached to to Mario and the nintendo got folks yeah super mario bros um let's see other parts of the trailer i was telling you at the end that just it's just mario kart yeah (laughs) i was like okay they're going mario kart it looks like they're gonna lean into some of the things of super mario bros like you get the fish jumping out of the water peach Mm -hmm. uh gets the little flame upgrade looking thing fire flower the fire flower yeah um so that looks fun you got all the little toad people i don't know Mm -hmm. what to call them mushroom people i think they are just called all called toads toads yeah i think that um, is their like species name <laughs> <laughs> um there's a, you get a there's a shot where you see a bunch of yoshis running in a forest hopefully we get some yoshi action yeah Maybe just some. a lot of different environments so i hope it's good i hope it's just like a uh nice adventure uh kind of mm-hmm. island hopping adventure but instead of islands it's just these different galaxies i think they said yeah, that that was interesting to the that particular word just because like Super Mario Galaxy yeah. is such a big uh you know game and see I don't know if they're going to lean into like that game at all or if they would save that for a sequel, but Super Mario Galaxy is my favorite Mario game and one of my favorite games ever. So, I yeah, it'd be cool to see some stuff from that. Interesting. I you know what? I'm still excited for this. I'm going to give it a Broca Holden. Yeah, uh, broke off for me too. I I also wanted to mention. I I think, just in general, I think the fan service in this seems like it's going to be fun and done in, and not overly distracting way. Um, I mean, obviously it's a Mario movie, so you're going to want to cram in a bunch of stuff. But I I liked the it bit. It looks like he's on like a training course, but it's just like a two dimensional like. It looks like an old Mario level or something you'd see out of like Mario Maker or something. And yeah, I thought that was. That that'll be a fun little homage or something, but yeah, I uh, I'm excited for this. We'll see when it comes out in April. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Oh yeah, he does say let's go. He also says wahoo or something. Wahoo. Uh, we didn't get a ton more of Chris Pratt voice. No, I don't this. care honestly yeah. about the Chris Pratt voice. I don't either. I just I I think it's funny that they're still just kind of hiding it a bit. We'll see how it is. 
Like um, you'll just get used to it in the yeah. first three minutes, people. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> it's the only people that are gonna be really upset are gonna be hardcore Mario fans, I guess. I but still, I don't understand. Like well, I consider myself a pretty big Mario fan, and I'm not getting worked up about this. I think it's just people who like to get worked up about things. That's true. So, I'm gonna give it a Brokaw. <laughs> Sweet Jimmy. Um, next up, we can talk about uh, Gen V. How about that? Um, this is kind of What's funny. Gen uh, V, Holden? Yeah, Gen V. This is the new boys spinoff show on Amazon Prime. Um, it seems to be following kind of some, uh, I think they're college age kids. Um, I was reading the synopsis and it sounds like, um, I don't have it pulled up, but it sounds like they're particip- they described it as like Hunger Games-like challenges and stuff, kind of, so we'll get maybe a, some sort of competition, some maybe some parody of the Hunger Games would be kind of fun for uh, uh, the boys' universe. Um, but it's it was kind of funny. On a, it's based on a comic book story arc, We Gotta Go Now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that, um, but... It was it was kind of funny this came out this week because Jimmy and I were talking literally on Thursday about like shows coming out next year, and I mentioned this, and you were like, oh, "That's that's coming out next year," and everything. And then like the next day, we got a trailer for it. So yeah, Wik- yep. Wikipedia says young adult soups superheroes. If you haven't watched the boys, are tested in the Hunger Games style challenges at the Goldkin University School of Crime Fighting. Run by Vought International. So that Sweet. sounds great. One of them looks like a Muppet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the the Muppet one. I don't know what the deal with that is or if it's if it's actually like a character or if it's just like someone uses that as part of their power or whatever. But the Muppet is the standout part of this. It <laughs> looks really fun. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we saw glimpses of A-Train and Ashley. So... Mm-hmm. Some uh, some of the characters from the main show will be appearing, it looks like. And I think it uh, captures the vibe, at least from the, the trailer uh, for the main show. So, yeah, very I, violent, gory, uh, just totally the most R-rated thing you've ever seen. <laughs> and I, I think it would be really funny. like If it does lean into a Hunger Games parody, since that synopsis like, does mention the Hunger Games by name, it would be funny if it just like leans into the fact that, you know, the Hunger Games is a violent, is kids killing each other, but it never gets like violent on screen too much. And here you just have kids like, like cutting them, each other in half and like just melting each other. And I think it would be, fun little satire on young adult novels and stuff yeah i mean it sounds great i i did not see diabolical but i think people like uh some of those yeah, little i an- like diabolical yeah those anthology shorts did you watch all of them holden yeah i think the last one in particular is like really good because i think that one that one feeds into backstory for a couple of the characters in the main show and i think that enhanced my enjoyment of those characters a bit Hmm. so i think all of them are good but i think that last episode especially like if you if you watch the boys i think you should watch that one uh and how many episodes of that were there eight i think six or eight i think it was eight all right sweet gen v coming out sometime this year yep this next year so i'm excited for it i'm trying to see if they have like a number of episodes or anything but i'm not seeing it so holden um i'll give it a broca i will also give it a broca excited for it um 
Next up, Jimmy, uh, another TV show we're excited for. Uh, we have a full The Last of Us trailer um, coming out mid-January. As you said earlier in the podcast, this is going to be the next show we're going to be reviewing week to week. We're both very excited for it, based off of one of our favorite video games um, of all time. Jimmy, what do you think of this trailer? Uh, first off, I was like, why is uh, Take Me On, or excuse me, Take On Me, like the <laughs> the music where I was like, this is kind of weird. And then I remembered, oh, she sings it in the second game. Oh, I, did, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is an odd choice of song. And I mean, I get it. Joel takes on Ellie, I guess, but <laughs> <laughs> pretty on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, again, just stuff pulled straight out of the game and then stuff not pulled out of the game. So I was like, oh, that's different. I haven't seen that. I'm interested. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll see. I mean, clearly it's going to come down to the chemistry between Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey. Um, so crossing my fingers, it's good. I really hope so. Visually, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does look very good. It, I mean, the environments themselves just look straight ripped from the games, and they took a lot of care in re- recreating that both in set design and CG. So looks expensive. It does. <laughs> Looks very expensive. I hope it is not a flop for them. I I'm I'm really hoping it's good. Uh, yeah, I think it. Uh, I think it looks great. I'm trying to think to specific moments in the trailer. Um, there's. Like, I mean, what were you gonna say? Uh, we saw like glimpses of. Uh, we got saw another glimpse of Nick Offerman as Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw uh, Riley flashbacks between uh ellie and riley in the mall um a little bit uh, of winter stuff it looks like the winter stuff might be a little different yeah which is interesting. Yeah, that's my favorite part of the game so we'll see i'm interested because um uh joel's like partner in the beginning of the game tess i can't remember Tess. Okay, she's played by Anna Torv, who's like a really good actress. She's one of the main characters in Mindhunter, and um, she's in she's the main character in Fringe, which I never watched, but I think was good. Um, I watched anyway. like the first seven episodes of that show. Okay. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, she's a really good actress, so I mean, spoiler alert for what happens to her at the beginning of the game but uh i'm wondering if that's gonna be different if that's gonna turn out differently no like i i don't think so i think they're gonna they would stay keep that to the game because i mean it's joel and ellie at least the story yeah but i i I feel like i don't know i feel like they're gonna try to keep her around longer or something in some capacity maybe most of the time it's joel and ellie together i don't know you got Ellie pretending to be a clicker. Yeah, that was funny. Or uh, or in just infected, I guess. Yeah. But, yeah, looks very sad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, gosh, I was going to say. Oh, yeah, I mean, Craig Mazin, the Chernobyl was very bleak, very sad. This looks bleak and sad. They're talking to people like, oh, you think you're going to scare me? And they're like, oh, you should be scared kind of thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I... I, I'm hoping it's good. Um, obviously, we get the little glimpse of Sam and what's the other? It's Sam and who are the two guys that you are with in like, is it Pittsburgh? Oh, uh, Henry? Sam and Henry. I think that's right. Okay. See a glimpse of them. If you have played the game, you know 
um, what that storyline is like and just looks it looks very good so uh, just please deliver you got a one of the big infected at the end yes yeah True. one of the what do they call them? bloaters, bloaters? I think is what they call them yeah I don't know I've been itching to play the the remake of one but I'll I have been too but I also do not want to spend money on it nor do I really want to ask for it for Christmas because I just feel like there are better things I could ask for so I'm kind of I'm kind of in a rut I might just wait until it's cheaper sounds good Holden I'm gonna give it a broca uh yeah I will also give it a broca um then finally uh two big disney trailers this week uh these are were for sure shown at a brazil comic con um the first one i'll talk about is the guardians of the galaxy volume three trailer um obviously last week it was just last week we talked about the guardians of the galaxy holiday special uh, which we both enjoyed we're already getting another taste of what's next in store for these characters uh what do you think jimmy um well i don't know like uh i'm, I'm pulling up the trailer again because i sure. i watched it one time like two days ago when it came or whatever three days ago when it came out so i'm pulling it up so give your <laughs> thoughts first as i'm just going back through it sure um so first of all the villain um from what i understand okay first of all he's the villains played by the guy who played clemson mern and peacemaker who is really good um really i i think we both liked him in peacemaker so uh collaborating again with james gunn that's fun um but he's a character called the high evolutionary and it doesn't make it very clear in the trailer but um from what i understand the high evolutionary's thing is i think he's human but he kind of goes off into space because he like create he's like obsessed with figuring out how to like how creatures evolve and stuff and like how to keep evolving creatures and so he like has all these like wild experiments and stuff and he goes into space because it's like it's safe there it can do it away from like government then darn government agents their prying eyes and stuff um so they're like the trailer starts out and they land on this animal planet and i think I don't I mean it's not confirmed in the trailer but I think it's going to be that he created them and I also am going to think that he created yeah, Rocket I was going to say it seems like a and I mean James Gunn has come out and said that he identifies most with Rocket right mm-hmm. and so you know he, of course the famous poster he's like he, he has a copy of the Guardians of the Galaxy volume 3 script he's like poured my whole heart into it um, right before he got fired yeah but then rehired um yeah, I think that that I mean, especially with all the stuff in the trailer, it seems like it's going to heavily lean into Rocket's past. Specifically, mm-hmm. if he's talking about evolution, that I mean that makes quite a bit of sense. You got the people at the beginning. Drax throws like the dodgeball at one, <laughs> which is really funny. <laughs> Drax continuing to just be funny whenever he does anything stupid like that. Um, Dave Batista. Yeah, so like you said, I, I like that part. It's an interesting sounding villain. Hopefully, they they lean into it. I'm wondering how big of a role Gamora is going to have in this because she is absent for part of it, but there for other parts. So yeah, it, it's weird because I do think Rocket's going to be the big focus in terms of like character and everything since he hasn't had a ton to do in the previous movies, but like. 
I mean, you also have to resolve the Star Lord Gamora stuff too. So I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting. Which I feel like has just gone away since Endgame. Yeah, it has. Like, I mean, it's been just missing. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess to be fair, there hasn't been like they haven't been around, like even Star Lord hasn't been around that much since. Yeah, Endgame. but it's like they didn't really acknowledge it in Thor: Love and Thunder and the the holiday special i mean they they're like oh he's sad gamora's gone yeah but i don't know i yeah, thought I gamora know. was gonna go with them in endgame but i don't remember yeah no I, I, gamora left oh. uh went off on her own but um yeah we'll see i i'm kind of excited to see more rocket uh we got groot he says we are groot again yeah um shooting he's got a lot of guns <laughs> he's like his teenage self now yeah he's more or, yeah. uh i don't know what well, how would you describe him Stocky? i think he's i think he's like i think he's 20s or something because i think we got teenage groot in infinity war Endgame. i think that's how he was like teenage that was the joke was oh like yeah he didn't want to do anything um so yeah i think he's like young adult he's all buff like physically fit <laughs> yeah everyone on the line likes to talk about they they chat they chatted groot um but yeah um built more like vin diesel now he does yeah he's very very wide um i think he looks good i would say yeah uh there's we got a glimpse of adam warlock oh yeah as barry k kogan keegan no it's not barry keegan no no who is it it's the eyebrows guy oh eyebrows guy yeah no not barry what is his his name? name What's his? I like how we both know him as eyebrows guy. <laughs> the guy from Midsummer, and was he in the Maze Runner or something? Yeah, he was in the Maze. That's that's like what I first remember him from. Um, what do you think? I'll. What do you think? Will I'll Poulter. Get? That's his. Will name. Poulter. That's right. What do, I'm going to put in eyebrows actor. <laughs> and it came up with Will Poulter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> <laughs> the very first result was William Jack Poulter. <laughs> he just has like the most iconic eyebrows of any living actor, I think. Like <laughs> aside from well, I think the only one that would maybe come close is like uh what's his uh, uh Jack Black. He's got no not he Jack, I was a uh, Shits Creek guy. What's oh, uh Levy? Levy yeah. Steve? What's his name? Dan, he's Dan got he's got Levy? big eyebrows um but no i <laughs> shit's creek guy a shit's creek eyebrow guy <laughs> dan dan levy okay wait isn't dan levy the the son uh oh yeah that's who i was thinking of you no i was, was thinking of the dad eugene oh eugene okay eugene levy <laughs> Anyway, this has been a fun tangent about eyebrows. Um, I think <laughs> it's not, a good g- thing it's not Barry Keegan guy. Yeah, well, he's already in the MCU. He's one of the Eternals. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think aside from that, uh, this looks like a good trailer. I'm excited <laughs> to see James Gunn's last outing in the MCU, Jimmy. Yes, me too. Um, I hope he goes out with a bang, Holden. Apparently, Same. it's going to be sad. I'm, I'm betting on it. I'm betting it will be sad. <laughs> um, uh, anybody yeah, going to die? 
I think they won't kill Groot. Groot's already died once. Um, Rocket's gonna die. For the I think Rocket could die. I feel like that's the mo- I feel like that's the big, the most likely one. I, I f- <laughs> the cynical part of me is like Bradley Cooper doesn't want to keep doing this, but I also don't know if Bradley Cooper really cares because it's just his voice. Most of it is done by uh, what's his name, Sean Gunn, the onset stuff. So I don't know. Um. Anyway, Brokaw for me for this trailer. Lock Jimmy. it in. Rocket's dead. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I am locking in Rocket. Locking yeah. Rocket. Anybody else? Um. Drax. Uh, Drax is the only other one I could think. Maybe. Obviously, Gamora's already died. Um. I don't. Nebula doesn't look like she's going to be a big focus. So I don't think that would make sense. Mantis is too new. And I don't think they'll kill off Star-Lord. So I think Rocket and maybe Drax. But at the same time, I think Dave Bautista likes being Drax. So he might not. I don't know. We'll see. But definitely Rocket. Definitely Rocket. <laughs> Put your money on it. <laughs> and Winnie, Rocket and I'm going to say Winnie the Pooh gets more than Cocaine Bear. Okay. All right. Yeah, I think I'll, I'm with you on that. Okay, I'll, well, I'll... that doesn't make it very exciting. <laughs> Okay, I'll you know what I'll bet cocaine bear on on for that one. <laughs> All right, or put the one the five yuan bill on the one. <laughs> oh yeah, there we go. It's coming <laughs> back. All right. Anything else we need to talk about? Holden. Oh yeah, we got one, we got more trailer. <laughs> yeah, you know the a big, big one trailer. Um, this is for Indiana Jones Five. Now we finally have a title: Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, Bad which, title. I don't think it's that bad of a title. I think it's dumb. <laughs> I think it's fine. I like. I don't know. To me, I think all of the Indiana Jones titles, aside from Raiders, and I, I think said Raiders, that's dumb because Raiders of the Lost Ark's great. The Last I, Crusade, great. Temple of Doom, pretty cool sounding. Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it's okay. It's got alliteration. Um, this is the only other one with so alliteration. The, yeah, the style of destiny, <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know. I think Raiders is a, obviously a very good title, but I think, and I think Last Crusade is also pretty good, but I think the rest of them are like equally as cheesy, like whatever. I think this fits right in. It, it may not, it may not have quite the punch like some others do. But <laughs> like, Indiana Jones punches people. Holden. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but I don't know. I think it's fine. I think it'll grow on us. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not great, but if the movie's great who cares um the trailer though holden what'd you think um i think it looks fine personally i uh i think i'm a little more positive on it now on rewatch but i'm still kind of just like i don't know it looks like i don't know i just none of the it it's a lot of set pieces and none of the set pieces were particularly interesting to me Come on, Holden. There was a train There was sequence, a train. And, and I'm a love, sucker one for those. <laughs> you love the train sequences, Jimmy. He's like um, on a horse in the middle of some sort of parade or something. Going yeah. Um, being chased by um, Boyd Hallbrook, who's just like, he's always like this, uh, like he's like one of, he's like the new go-to just top henchman guy. Because he was also that in like Logan. And I think he's mm. one of the, I don't know if he's the main villain or if he's like a henchman guy in the Sandman. 
on Netflix. I've only seen some of that show, so, but I know he is a major character in it. But anyway, looks like Boyd, Boyd Hallbrook once again being uh, a James Mangold uh, <laughs> henchman character. <laughs> You've got the guy from uh, Hydra, right? The Captain America guy. Yeah, uh, Toby Jones, I believe, is the actor's name. But uh, I think he's not playing a Nazi in this one. Yeah, it looked like he was helping Indy or something. I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll betray Indiana Jones. That happens a lot in these movies. Yeah, it so. does. I told you not to trust anybody, Doctor Jones. <laughs> um, what's uh? You have Sala back, played by Gimli, Lord of the Rings guy. What's his name again? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> John Reese Davies. Okay. Um, I love Sala. He was always my favorite side character in the movies. So, and I think he's in one and three, and he's not in two and four. So. I'm just saying <laughs> he's in the best ones. He's in so the good far. ones. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited for it. Him to be back as, as Sala. Cause I, I think he's a great actor. I think he's mm-hmm. amazing in the role and get the, get the guys back together. Yeah. I'm it'll saying. be fun to have him back. Um, let's see. We, we got to see our first glimpse of the deep fake, whatever de-aging they're doing. looks pretty good. looks good. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would hope so at this point. I it's kind of in motion is when it will be the test. Yeah. Um, well, here's the we'll deal. S- like, if he's just throwing punches all around, then I think it'll be pretty seamless because it'll be just going. I mm-hmm. think it's when they stop and talk that it kind of breaks down. Yeah. Hopefully that we don't get too much of that. I don't want to say anything. Like, with the de-aging. Um, I thought the bit at the end was funny when he's cracking his whip out and everybody pulls out their guns and it's yeah he just ducks <laughs> yeah i see i you know what i'm looking forward to a lot of that and i guess i'm glad i'm i am partially glad they didn't have too much of that in the trailer so then we have some of those indiana jones funny moments save for the movie mm-hmm. um but at the same time i think i'm more i don't know i was maybe looking more for those like pulpy elements than these these big um set piece Ex- extravagant set piece things yeah a lot of cgi too it looks like yeah so we'll see yeah some of it some of it you could very much tell was like it, the people were not real um it wasn't like the worst um and obviously they're only sh- but they're also obviously showing like the best parts for the trailer like some of the best cg you would think um so we'll see if it all holds up um it's not bad cg stuff. it's just like a lot of cg it's like oh, i don't like it when they do practical stuff but mm-hmm. yeah and i was kind of i mean i think i think part of my hope with james mangold was that he would do a lot of practical stuff because i mean he has used C- cg but like even in like logan it was a lot of them just running around in a forest <laughs> like <laughs> well i'll so we'll see i have faith in james mangold so I'm excited, Holden. Uh, John Williams, his last score ever, right? So this is it. Yeah, I think that's the idea. So, so let's hope. Oh, that's one of the things I want to talk about. I I think I've mentioned this before. I'm just annoyed of the slow piano in the trailer playing like the theme that you're nostalgic <laughs> for. Like, come on. It's just the most overused trailer trope of like the last five years. And I... It doesn't do anything for me anymore. Who cares? It's just like it makes the trailer worse for me. I think that's part of the reason why I didn't like this trailer. Okay. 
Um, look, I'm glad that Dial of Destiny is not my favorite title, but it's better than Indiana Jones 2023. So, <laughs> Untitled Indiana Jones film. Indiana Jones Chapter 5 Parabellum. <laughs> All right, Holden. I'm going to give it a Brokaw. I'm also going to give it a Brokaw. Um, trying to think. Mads Mikkelsen was, was just apparently briefly i don't know it was hard for me to recognize him was clancy brown in this i i didn't notice him if he was i i feel i feel like one of the trailers we got this week had clancy brown in it and we didn't mention it but it was like a surprise appearance i don't i don't remember which movie it was i don't know holden i don't know i know he was in the john wick trailer but i think he was also in one this week but I like Clancy Brown. So whichever movie he was in, uh, that's an added point to that movie. Okay, um, very good. <laughs> Holy smokes, Holden. It's been 45 minutes. <laughs> Is it really? Oh, Pretty Jesus much. Christ. Almost. Well, I guess it's uh, about time we should um, move on then, Jimmy, huh? Or wait, yeah, I guess other I do, news. I do want to mention real quick, um, the only piece of news this week <laughs> that I have, aside from these trailers... Uh, is that uh, Mandalorian Season 3 is going to be releasing March 1st of next year, Jimmy. Great. So that's exciting. Mandalorian's coming soon. But other than that, there was like no news this week. <laughs> it was just another very light news week. Um, next week, I think, will be a little bit longer, if nothing else, with the TOG section because we're getting the Game Awards this week. And we might talk about the awards themselves a little bit, but there's surely going to be several dozen announcements probably a jedi survivor uh, yeah trailer or something yeah i can't remember what all has been rumored for it but it's uh, the game awards are becoming like a second e3 they're like becoming the e3 of winter just in terms of like trailers and reveals and stuff it's it's getting crazy that's what more most people are watching it for at this point yeah um apparently that's gonna be shorter i just saw but the game awards is going to be a lot shorter. So oh, really? Less okay. chance for you to win one of those <laughs> Steam decks, I guess. And it'll Val, be shorter. Yeah. Uh, hey, if any of you listening uh, wants a Steam deck and you have a Steam account or whatever, if you've bought a Steam game in the last year, you can register online uh, to win a Steam deck. Uh, they're give, uh, Valve is giving one away every minute of the game awards. So all eight minutes. All eight minutes as they <laughs> rush through the awards. Game of the year, Elden Ring. Game of the whatever. They'll just run. You through think them. Elden Ring's gonna get it? Well, it's hard. I don't know how much like how much is decided by the fans voting and how much is like their own like jury or whatever. If it's I the fans, know. I think Elden Ring's gonna win. Yeah. Um, but if it's if that doesn't have as much of a bearing, then it could go either that or God of War. I don't know. And God of War already won one, so maybe it'll be Elden Ring because of that. I don't know. Maybe. I think God of War has it secured in a lot of other categories because I've looked at all the categories and I'm like, okay. I mean, this it beats it beats Elden Ring a lot in like all of the narrative ones, the various character performance ones and all of that. But game of the year overall, I think a lot of people just really like Elden Ring. All right. Sounds good. Uh, apparently, Callisto Protocol is not great. Yeah, I I might pick it up when it's on sale at some point because um, it does still visually look very good. And I've heard like I, I've heard some aspects of it are interesting. I think it's just like the main uh, 
complaints I've heard are like the combat is a little clunky. So we'll see. But I might pick it up at some point if it's like 10 bucks in the future. Yeah, it's only like 10 hours long too or something. Like an old school style game we would get 10 years ago, Holden. Yeah. Not all these like 40 <laughs> to 80 hour plus expansive world. Holy smokes. I am excited for the Dead Space remake though. Well, I'm hoping that turns out good because that would be a really nice way to enter into that series. Yeah. Sweet. All right, Holden. That is enough toms this week (laughs) it is (laughs) for somehow it went longer even though we had like i we we talked about trailers longer i mean i granted we have more of them but i feel like we spent more time on each trailer than we usually do i don't know hold on i don't know it's it's been too long thanks a lot brazil comic-con yeah good thing we didn't have a tv show that's for sure yeah for real all right uh let's talk about violent night our non-spoiler review violent night so jimmy non-spoilers for violent night a movie that only came onto our radar fairly late in the year when the trailer dropped had never heard of it but of course when you hear about a movie of uh, of santa kicking ass and chewing bubble gum except i guess chewing cookies more like um and he's all out of bubble gum <laughs> um and of course very intrigued and then you have david harbour attached as, as santa looks like he's having a good time and um very much looks like a like die hard or john wick or whatever with uh with santa um but uh, do you have a a synopsis a synopsis a i'll get one ready real quick holden uh okay, i have you heard of these? Well, have you heard of these movies, Die Hard and Home Alone? Because it's just, <laughs> it's mostly Die Hard, and then there's like one Home Alone scene. Yeah. All right, here's the synopsis An elite team of mercenaries breaks into a family compound on Christmas Eve, taking everyone hostage inside. However, they aren't prepared for a surprise compa- excuse me, for a surprise combatant. Santa Claus is on the grounds, and he and he is about to show why this nick is no saint <laughs> that's pretty good <laughs> that is pretty good <laughs> um anyway uh it's directed by tommy workola who apparently directed the dead snow movies if you're ever aware of those that's like the nazi zombies but it's cold out i remember that was like a thing in the late 2000s <laughs> i don't really know i don't know if they're any good or not um but it's produced by David Leitch, who we just watched his Bullet Train movies, one of the John Wick guys. He's really into these action, well-choreographed movies. Likes to put his, his name behind a lot of them. But, um, Jimmy, what would you think of this movie? I like the premise a lot. I like David Harbour in the role. I like mm-hmm. p- parts of this movie. I think this movie gets derailed by not knowing what it is yeah i i think it gets i think part of it is it gets derailed by not be by like trying to just lengthen its runtime partially too like yeah because i think the first act for the most part in the third act especially are pretty solid because they're pretty like aware of what it is it's i mean 
you have some fun set up with Santa and everything at the beginning of the movie. Some stuff we were kind of chuckling at, like him cracking the nuts just with his bare hands <laughs> in the bar and everything. And there's just some silly things like that. Um, but and then I mean, there's a couple good action scenes in the first act as well. But then it's just so slow in the middle act. It's like it's the just second long... act is terrible. It's yeah. a lot of talking. <laughs> just complete talking and about these characters who are not very deep in the slightest like not very interesting i mean you have uh john leguizamo who i think is doing a pretty good job with what he's given i mean at least at least the best that he could he's very much trying to go for a hans gruber type villain um but it's just it's it it doesn't work as well as Hans Gruber does because that movie he's he is just Hans Gruber is just this diabolical villain who you don't see a ton of and he's just like comically bad and then this one it's I don't know they I just don't think they play into that angle as much with the villain I um, mean he also just doesn't have the presence of Alan Rickman that's true in that role yeah so just that doesn't help the either. voice and all that mm-hmm this is more like, oh yeah, well, I just literally know everything about you. I <laughs> know what you ate for breakfast. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I have thought through every situation of all time. Oh, bring up something. Oh, I already knew about that. So that's how you know I'm a legit bad guy. <laughs> it's like yeah. okay, yeah. It's just kind of whatever. It's not a not the worst villain, but just kind of forgettable. Um. And his various henchmen, they all have Christmas-themed nicknames, which is whatever. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Some of their names were... I can't remember all of them. I think one of them was called Krampus and... Frosty and... Frosty, yeah. So stuff that's like all that. good fun. Um, the central... So the central family that this follows on is just very uninteresting. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is the worst part of the movie. Yeah, and I um I credit where it's due. I think the the dad character Alex Hassel, I believe the actor's name is. He yep. played transparent or translucent, not transparent. <laughs> translucent in uh the boys. Translucent I, means you can't even like it's semi see through. Whatever the line in the boys is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. I, I think he I I think his performance is good. I think like he's he seems to be trying. It's just that his character is written very uninterestingly and it's very cliche and I I mean, I don't like to rail on child actors too much, but I think the kid is kind of bad <laughs> in this movie. Well, yeah. And I she's fine. She's a kid. I mean, it's you know, Macaulay Culkin's bad in Home Alone. He's a kid. That's you know? true. Like it I doesn't. I, like, I'm not watching it for great acting from the kid. You don't need it in this movie. You just need to have a fun movie, and it's just like the movie takes itself too seriously in terms of okay, what what does everybody want and all these motivations, yeah. and it's like nobody. It, ca- these characters are not interesting. We did it, not pay ten dollars or whatever <laughs> how much money your ticket costs to come here. And watch like a family bicker about like savings and like, oh, I'm going to get $300 million. No, I am. And rich people argue about that. We came to see David Harbour, Santa Claus, just murder people (laughs) in cold blood. It's weird that it does sometimes take itself too seriously in those moments because, I mean, I think for like a lot of the other stuff, like when you have Santa Claus kicking 
and just uh, most of his stuff not doesn't take itself very seriously at all and then you even like some of the stuff with the family there's certain points that we kind of laughed at because it was just like the clearly they were like playing into these characters stupidity or vanity and whatever and like there were some chuckle worthy things in there that were just kind of absurd to the, to an nth degree but then it would just flip back to oh these that's a serious family melodrama and like you have these criminals and it's a very dangerous situation we have to take seriously it's it just i i don't think that flip flop flop works well at all and they spend too much time on that melodramatic side yeah too. it's like okay we need we have the die hard formula and mm-hmm. um we need hostages so we need other people to be there so you know to create dramatic tension or whatnot so they created all these characters who just aren't interesting and aren't that amusing yeah and what works well about die hard is you never spend too much time with the hostages in that Mm -hmm. movie um and when you do like it's really just his john mcclain's wife and Mm -hmm. like one or two others like it's a very select handful that they even like they focus on at all so it's like you have this very small group of the hostage characters that you can flip back to occasionally to check up on. And the rest of it is, you know, the more exciting, interesting part of the movie. Um, when here it's more like evenly split between the two sides. Yeah. Way too much time spent with the hostages and this family mm-hmm. memo drama. And they're all just unlikable too. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like in Die Hard, you, they're just normal people, and sure, yeah. you have the overconfident guy who thinks he can handle the situation. But that's a great scene of tension. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas this is just like, oh my gosh, I'm the the sister who doesn't know anything and just wants all the money, and my I'm dating this supermodel guy who's this beautiful, himbo. but he's an idiot. <laughs> and then you have the their son is the the teenage influencer who just says all the very cringy uh, slang. It's so bad. It's so bad. (laughs) That is my least favorite thing to see in the movie is when it's like, hey, what's up, guys? It's this whatever streamer, man. Oh, mom, you're in my stream, man. I'm like, God, jeez. I hate this so much. I lose interest in the movie. It's like any credibility in the writing of the script, I lose whenever that comes on. Um, and I mean, that goes for most movies that do that kind of thing. I like lose brain cells listening to that kind of dialogue. It's, it's just so dumb. And it's so clearly just like just old men in a boardroom. Like, how, how do kids talk these days? Like, <laughs> how do they talk? Let's all these kids like are, are these influencers. Let's just let's look up some key keywords on Google. And Yeah, I just it's yeah. It's just, it was like, why? And then we spend um, just half the movie with these buffoons. And it's not funny. It's just like very generic. Mm-hmm. And then John Leguizamo was like, well, yeah, I'm just such a bad guy, you know. Like, <laughs> I could kill any of you like at any second because I'm a bad guy. And I have the crazy henchman who's just like, is, wants to kill you too. Which you'll, you'll have hit that guy in Die Hard too, like the, the blonde haired yeah. guy in Die Hard. Whereas this guy's just kind of crazy. Um, So that's the worst part of the movie. But there is fun to be had. And it's fun when it leans into the silliness of it. And it doesn't take itself seriously. And it's not trying to ground it in like a real world. 
Yeah, no, on the on like the complete flip side, it's like whenever it flips back to David Harbour as Santa, it's like infinitely more entertaining because he is clearly having a lot of fun with it. I mean, you get some very clear Jim Hopper vibes going through here, like because he's especially when he's just like angry and depressed at the beginning of the movie because uh, uh, Santa Claus, he's like, oh, this there's no Christmas spirit anymore kind of thing. There's no, all these kids are naughty and all they do, they're just greedy and he's just become very disillusioned with the holiday. And I like that angle. And that's just, that fuels his kind of rage that comes out through the, through the movie. Like he's just kind of this bitter old guy. Um, and then he, he gets to take it out on kicking some ass and some criminals. God. And every time you say that you're creating more work for me. I hope you realize that. It's the third time, please. I'm so... I, I, I am not clear on what you bleep out. I think you need any, to just sit me down. Just any... Yeah, well, anything that would have us not be the clean whatever thing on. See, I uh, I had always assumed for a long time it was just any time I used uh, an F-bomb. So no. that's why I've avoided using that, but other times, oh. not other words. No, well, no. Well, I'll try harder now. Thank you. Um, he kicks some bleep. Um, <laughs> and uh, all kicks of that. some butt, Holden. He does. He, way of saying things. he does. He SpongeBob, kicks some, I'm going to kick your butt. He kicks some anus, as they say in the movie. <laughs> oh, spoiler alert, Holden. <laughs> I don't think it matters. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, but all of those, all of the scenes where he is just beating people up, he's killing people. I think all of that is so fun, and a lot of it is pretty well choreographed. I don't think it's like on the level of something like John Wick, no. quite. But it is a lot of it is uh, very in camera and very and the kills are creative, and it's it's just a lot of gruesome, gory <laughs> fun. There are a couple of kills that are really funny. It's not, I don't think it's like all the time really fun. Some of it's just like, okay, he's just beating people up like, you know, he'd beat people up. But there are a couple where they're like, oh, this is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we can get into those in spoilers. I, I like some of the ideas they have here. Again, it's just derailed by such a slow second act where nothing happens. And like you said, this would have just been a tight hour 30. I think it would have been landed better. Isn't it an hour 30? It's an hour 50 really yeah jesus (laughs) yeah it's too long no kidding oh wow yeah i just i guess i just see in my mind i'm thinking like okay first 30 minutes are are pretty good middle 30 were bad last 30 were good but i guess it's more complex than that i would even say it takes a little too long to get going again setting up like this family stuff yeah i you know as much as I ragged on the family stuff, I I think at the beginning of the movie it's okay. Um, for me, like it's it's whatever. It's setting the stage. It's uh, there are a couple funny moments in there. Like I had mentioned, there are a couple funny bits with the family before that second act. Um, but it is just I think what really drags down that whole storyline is the middle thirty or the middle act, however long that is. Um, but regardless it is still far more interesting anytime santa is on screen <laughs> absolutely um what else is there to talk about non-spoiler um not much for me i mean they they incorporated a lot of christmas carols into the soundtrack into the action music and whatever which was fine it's cool sometimes but 
Um, yeah, I don't know. It as as a tech as far as technical stuff go, I don't really have much to say. It's like it's shot fine. It doesn't. I don't think there was really anything that stood out to me as particularly great or um, bad. So there's like a oneer. When they yeah. first go into the house, it's like, okay, nice motivated camera movement and all that. That was fun. And it, that yeah. was, it was one of the things I liked about that scene without getting into the specifics is it was like, they made it so it was like, obviously couldn't make any small cuts in there. There was always like motion on screen. I, I kept oh, looking yeah. for like maybe, uh, maybe like a frame or two where there was nothing happening and there wasn't. It was just always something going on. So yeah, it was a, that was a nice little fight scene. Well, that wasn't a. I, that's not a fight scene, though. The winner that I'm talking that's about, anyway. The winner. There may be another winner, but there the is winner, a winner that's a fight scene <laughs> that I thought was pretty good. One. I remember. What, what's the winner you're talking about? They're, it's when they're first coming into the house and they're getting everything set up for Christmas. Oh, Eve. that's right. Yeah, that one is good. <laughs> I forgot that was a winner. Yeah, I liked that. Okay, so there's there's two winners that I I liked in this movie. So I guess those are those are good. Very nice, Holden. I think we should get ready for our spoiler review. So I'll say this movie is for people who just want to, you know, good time. You you like the trailer, go see it. I don't think it lives up to its potential, unfortunately. But there's certainly fun to be had here. It's an hour and 52 minutes. Feel free to just go pee during the second act. <laughs> and yeah. then come back. Uh, it's got some funny ideas. It's got some good moments. Um but it's not as good as it could have been. And sometimes those movies can be the most disappointing. But yeah. I think this one's good enough. I probably won't ever rewatch it. Yeah, probably me neither. Unless I, for some reason, get a hanker in some time. But probably not. Maybe if like it's on TV when I'm at a relative's house and it's like the end. Or like a good <laughs> scene. Yeah, yeah. Then I might watch part of it. But... Otherwise, that's that's where I'm at, Holden. What's your rating? Um, I think I'll give it a six, five and a half. I think I'll go six. Six. Six, five and a half. That's how tall I am. Yeah. All right. Yes. On, to, on to our spoiler review. Yes. All right, uh, spoiler review for Violent Night. Um, Jimmy, where should we start with this? Well, I think just anything that comes to our head we could talk about. I um, I think my favorite kill is when the guys get the star in his head and it turns on and his face lights on fire. Yeah, <laughs> that was just funny because <laughs> just his, his head just being on fire for so long and you see it kind of melting. <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean there there are some good there are some pretty good kills in the action scene in the third act in that shed. Um, they they really do just utilize like every possible like winter or Christmas item you can think of in this movie as like a kill. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty thorough with it. I mean, he I like the bit where it, I mean, it's stupid, but I like the bit where he sharpens a candy cane by sucking on it and then yeah. stabs a guy with it. That was kind of fun. And um, he he gets a guy caught in a, like a snow plow. He just gets completely shredded and um, chops a guy's head off with an ice skate. All of that good stuff. <laughs> just a lot of fun just completely over the top and stupid in that scene 
I really liked that. The the Warner action scene I was talking about is like I think it might be the first guy he fights when he's just like struggling with him in that room. Like that's all done in one take. It's, yeah, um, I can believe that. Like with the Christmas tree and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I I did like that. And then he gets impaled on the on the icicle. Or the decoration or whatever it is outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever it is. The home um, lawn stunt stuff was kind of fun. The guy is like, oh, the nail. Yeah, as I <laughs> as I mentioned chin. to you, it was like kind of it didn't f- quite fully get to the point that I was hoping it would, but it was it was still like what if like the stuff in home alone happened but people were actually getting hurt like how they would in real life people always yeah. talk about how the the what are they the wet bandits the sticky bandits sticky bandits um the sticky bandits in those movies like they they would just die like five times over <laughs> by the time the movie is done and that's that's kind of what the vibe you get in this it's just way more bloody and the guy the, the funniest part is the guy looking at the nail and you can just you just <laughs> know where it's going <laughs> we just started laughing at it. It was, that all was pretty good that was that was very funny it is it, as you kind of hinted at it at the beginning of the uh, the non-spoiler review though the movie is so just on the nose with those inspirations yeah. Um, oh no. no. Good thing that I had that copy of that DVD copy of Die Hard or something. Yeah. To block it. <laughs> the the daughter when they first show her is like, I just watched Home Alone last night or whatever. It was yeah. really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay. We get it. Like we know what's gonna happen in this movie. Um. So, so that it was self aware there, but then it took itself too seriously. Yeah. Exactly. Um, some pretty funny lines in the movie. I think the the one that caught me the most most off guard is uh, John Leguizamo at the end saying "Christmas dies tonight." <laughs> well, that was <laughs> in I the trailer. It was in the, was one of the it? trailers. It was, yeah. Otherwise, I, I do would not remember too. that. Okay, I th- see. I la- the reason I laughed at that so hard was because I didn't remember it. But um, I don't know if that was intentionally a jab at Halloween, but regardless i i viewed it as such if it is it's hilarious yeah (laughs) um i thought i also mr scrooge's death was it was really dumb but i thought it was it was kind of funny which one was that now that was when when santa goes up the chimney oh yeah just just (laughs) crushes the guy in the chimney and which honestly it's set up pretty well because i mean we we get it's set up the how nobody can fit up there yeah people are like oh you can't fit up a chimney and then we see how santa goes up the chimney so i you know a good good payoff for that i think an unnecessary twist was oh the team of like the rescue team is also just bad guy i was like i didn't need any of that i don't think i think it would have been better if it was just okay we got our team we're trying to rob these rich people and then santa's around and also this girl is around and they're just taking these people out one by one yeah i i mean i think it would have just worked better if he had just brought a bigger team like (laughs) for me because then i i think the whole the the only reason they did that really is just so santa has more guys to kill yeah um which is fine. I'm all for that. Just bring a, just have John Leguizamo bring a bigger crew, um, and 
that's that's all you need. The twist really only works if you care about the family, which I don't care about the family. No. So <laughs> it was like, oh wow, cool. It was also just cheesy. It was. <laughs> like this is not something that would happen. <laughs> it's like supposed to be something that's grounded and then it's not. Which is like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Well, if you were um, rich, you'd have this team of operatives just ready to rescue out. And just like last time, well, oh, oh, you think I didn't know that? You think I didn't realize that? I've thought of everything already because I'm John Leguizamo. <laughs> um, there are some good lines, uh, some other good lines in the movie. Um, one of the ones that I thought was like the <laughs> one of the dumbest ones just in terms of setup, but was funny was the one guy when santa comes out of the shed and is like jesus christ and he's like no santa claus <laughs> or something like that <laughs> thought that was funny um i mean you get the ones from the trailer um santa claus is coming to town does he say the season's beatings one i don't remember i don't know i mean that's the one we thought was the funniest from the trailer i don't remember if he actually says that in the movie or not but I love me some good Santa Claus winter one-liners, and this movie is chock full of them. <laughs> and that's where the movie, I mean, like I said, that's the best part of the movie is just the Santa parts because, I mean, the one-liners clearly signify it's not taking itself seriously because, I mean, it's cheesy writing, but the rest of that part is cheesy. But then, I mean, then you take the cheesy writing and you apply it to the, the, the serious family stuff and it just doesn't work. It's really bad. And then it's like, oh, Santa's not real and all this. And yeah, <laughs> like, I don't care. Like this, just stop trying. Just lean into this absurdity. Like I was, I was telling you as we left the theater, I was like, I wish it was more weird. The Al Yankovic story than it was where it was like it didn't quite lean into the just hey this is just you could be a commentary on movies like die hard too just mm-hmm. like you know because there's been a million die hard movies now i mean that's like not just die hard but like you got you know paul blart mall cop and other you know die hard <laughs> ripoffs yeah. paul blart mall cop. <laughs> <laughs> but oh you know like you get you get the million of them now so just be absurd and just lean into it like weird did and i think that's why weird works so well Mm -hmm. they didn't halfway do it yeah and i mean i think the concept alone i mean i mean sure you have the whole santa killing people angle but i mean also it is like it's a parody of die hard but i mean die hard is commonly just known as it's kind of joked as a christmas movie it is a christmas movie but um, that's like a hot debate. And now you have a Die Hard-esque movie that is literally a Christmas movie. Um, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's plenty of stuff you could lean into there with like the absurdity and the, the parody and whatnot that this movie never quite goes all the way with. Yeah. Too bad, I say. I think a little bit of a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. I think that's um, all I've got to say. Oh, I wanted to say that the idea of... Um, making santa like a norse <laughs> warrior <laughs> was hilarious with the, it was the the, the uh, war hammer that's yeah. great genius <laughs> oh. really all tatted up and norse runes yeah 
<laughs> the first I I I think both of us laughed when when Santa first takes off his suit and he just has these. It, it's funny because you see the tats and it plays this like like kind of tribalistic music like in the background. It's just like it, see that's where like a, a serious tone is funny because it's like it 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 kind of it brings in the serious tone thing, but it clashes. Well, with no, the no, fact no. That it's, it's like Santa absurdity. Claus. It's leaning into this is yeah. stupid. I think. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the fake series. Whereas yeah, it's fake like, series. no, it's like oh, yeah, actually serious. Like, oh no, I ruined Santa Claus for my daughter. <laughs> it's like, nobody cares. Holy <laughs> smokes. Um, Yeah, and that's funny. And I, 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 this is not intentional at all. Um, because obviously the Northmen came out earlier this year and Violent Night would have been filmed before that even came out. But the, the like end fight between Mr. Scrooge <laughs> I and thought uh, so too. Yeah, it, it was it like the Northmen. Re- it reminded me of the end of the Northmen. <laughs> I, I was thinking that I'm like, oh, there's fire everywhere, and obviously Santa's got this big hammer, and he's this Norse warrior, and that's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's Violent Night. Anything else, Holden? Um, no, I think think that's it. All right. Sweet. What? Are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? No, what are you doing? What are you doing? All right, Jimmy. Uh, this week, uh, movies I watched. What did I watch? Well, I just before I started the podcast, I watched a movie called Hunger, um, which is stars Michael Fassbender, and it's about a... So it's not good. No, it is good. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's it's directed by the guy who directed 12 Years a Slave. I think it's one of the first movies he made. Um, but it's about this guy. I think his name is Bobby Sands is his name. Um, he It's a true story, but it's he was part of the IRA and like the with Ireland and whatnot. Um, the the Ir- Irish British conflict in the 20th century. Mm-hmm. But it uh takes place in like 1980 and it's about this hunger strike that he goes on and how that kind of um changed how prison how the british treated their uh, irish prisoners and stuff it was a very hard movie to watch because it is a just disgusting movie (laughs) like it is it the first it's very cleanly split split into thirds it is 90 minutes um it's very clear three acts the first act is just this disgusting movie because you see the disgusting conditions the prisoners are in and everything and um then the last act is like the actual hunger strike and just these people getting so skinny and it's all willpower and everything and it's Michael Fassbender's performance in it is so good. I, I mean, I mean, what a good actor. Just wish he would get in better movies. <laughs> I love him. And uh, Sir Davos is in it. Liam Cunningham. And Liam Cunningham is in the it. Onion he, the Onion Knight. The middle act of the, I think it is literally thirty minutes. It is just a conversation between the two. Like literally thirty minutes of this movie is a conversation between Michael Fassbender and Liam Cunningham, and. 20 of that 30 minutes i have to say is like an uninterrupted shot of the two of them just talking and it is just riveting stuff it's so good and they're both just they're great actors both of them so they're 
just I would recommend it, but also don't do it right before you eat or anything. You might lose your appetite. That's all I'll say. And it's free to watch on Tubi TV, huh? There you go. I Kale had a copy, so that's where I watched it. But um, yeah. yeah, if it's on Tubi, there you go. Um, then the other movie I watched this week, um, I watched The Fallout, um, which came out on HBO Max earlier this year. Um, it stars Jenna Ortega, who is the hot young actress right now. She's in she's in like everything. What the heck is happening? came out of nowhere but um she it's this movie about, I'm just, apparently i was just into watching depressing movies this week jimmy because this one's about like a school shooting and the aftermath that, that can have on people and so it's like jenna ortega's character is like the survivor of a school shooting and the rest of the movie is her like dealing with the aftermath of that or the fallout if you will of just how that emotionally like just destroys a person even if you weren't like directly interacting with any like of the people directly involved just being there can just destroy you and her and she meets this other girl who is part of at the school and they become close friends and it's them dealing with it and it's it I thought it was very good from a performance angle I thought Jenna Ortega was great but um and the movie itself was like just fine. It was kind of long, I thought. Whatever. But if you're if you watched Wednesday on Netflix and you like that actress, uh, there's plenty of things she's been in this year. You could watch Scream, you could watch X, you could watch this. So, yeah, check that stuff out. Um and I think that's it in terms of movies. Um but speaking of which, Jimmy, I did start Wednesday this week. Um I'm only one episode in, um, and it is good. I think it's fine. <laughs> it's good. I think a ringing it's, endorsement from Holden. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's just hard to recommend it at this point since I'm only an episode in. It's very Tim Burton-y. It's also it kind of reminds me of like a CW show, like in some ways, which is not the best comparison. I think it has more character and like the actors in it are better, but like storyline wise, I'm like, this kind of, this reads like a, like a better Riverdale or something from what I understand about Riverdale. So we'll see if it gets better or not. Otherwise I might just say to skip it, but wow. uh, Apparently, it's, like, the most popular show ever on Netflix. Have you seen yeah, that? Yeah, what the heck? Yeah, that's what I heard. It's, like, it surpassed Strang- the new season of Stranger Things in terms of, like, first week viewership. How did that happen? I, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's insane. Um, but oh, also, there's this, the, I will say, one just terrible thing about this show is... Um, the the conflict kind of centers on this monster that's kind of causing a ruckus but by the end of the first episode you see what the monster looks like and it is terrible the design of this monster looks awful it's like the least intimidating thing i have ever seen it is i it took me completely out of the episode i was like why would you make this your monster design but i don't know i guess it it is you know a teen horror show whatever so you don't want to go full scary but still it was mm-hmm. just bad um but yeah aside from that 
been watching some Batman still, which is still very good. Um, haven't watched more Succession yet. Um, and then, I think that's it for TV. I have been... I, I finished God of War, Jimmy. God of War Ragnarok. Holden God. finished the story. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I... For me personally, I think the game just gets better as it goes along. Um, I think part of that is just me getting used to it more and more, but I think like it ends a lot stronger than it starts. Um, I think the very beginning it starts strong. Yeah, yeah. No, the very beginning is great. The very beginning I think I might like even more than the first game, honestly, um, at the beginning. But um, yeah, I think it's just gotten better. I like the way it ends. I think the final chapter is really exciting and a better climax than the last one which i think that's that's probably my biggest complaint about 2018 is i feel like that game's like boss fight at the end was kind of underwhelming really yeah i mean not in terms of spectacle but it was like really easy i don't Mm. think i died a single time fighting balder Mm. okay I, i don't know i don't need a boss final boss battle to be hard i just like to have it be satisfying to play yeah, I, I I don't need it to be like super difficult or anything. I think it needs a good balance, but I think like the issue with Balder is it was just like it was too easy. Like I think it just needed a little bit more difficult to make it like make me feel satisfied with getting good at the combat. Hmm. Okay. Um personally. Um and I feel like this game does that a little bit better. Whether or not you think the ending story-wise is better, I'm eager to see. I don't know exactly what I think, partially because um, there is like an epilogue chapter thing um, that I haven't done yet that I've read is, some people call it the true ending or whatever, so maybe I'll reserve full judgment until I do that thing. Um, but interesting, it's a very interesting game. Um really liking it and i am working my way through the the leftover content faster than i thought so i think i'll platinum it this week nice um, i was actually thinking i might finish it within the next day or two wow we'll see we'll see jimmy i would about, say oh. about 50 hours in right now i think i would say i'm definitely enjoying it more the last few hours that i played it yeah i think it's there was a five to six hour section i'm like i don't know if i'm enjoying this as much as i enjoyed the old one but then it it opened up i had more exploration i thought the narrative parts of the story got more interesting the more linear parts got more interesting yeah and now i'm enjoying it more and where is it you're at i am so not spoiling anything but i have just seen asgard for the first time and (laughs) i just got i just went on a little adventure to muspelheim oh yeah and then i I just returned to (laughs) just returned to um uh asgard that's where i'm at so without spoiling anything they do say that you will all nine realms are available so you know that you'll go to those places Mm -hmm. um yeah but i was like oh that was fun i enjoyed that yeah i like that bit too that was a lot of fun um for me personally, I think I am done with what are you doing. What have you been doing, Jimmy? Well, for me personally, Holden, <laughs> just <laughs> just making light of you or the way you talk, Holden. I'm sorry. That was rude. That Forgive was me. Mean. Forgive I'm me. Crying. I'm trying to be a better person now. Only lifting <laughs> people up, not tearing people down. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I well, Emily and I have been rewatching Game of Thrones, so we just finished season six. You have to watch Battle of the Bastards and The Winds of Winter back to back. And I have to say, I do think The Winds of Winter, the season six finale, is the best episode of Game of Thrones. That's what I think too. <laughs> that's I, that's what I've thought since I watched it. We were rewatching. I'm like, I forgot how every scene of this episode is just like the most satisfying thing ever. <laughs> it is so good. It wraps up the entire first six seasons perfectly incredible like all these things you've been wanting to see are coming to fruition but in a very satisfying way that Mm -hmm. does not feel cheap or unearned and the setup for the final two seasons is incredible it's like this could go anywhere and you know what (laughs) it didn't go in the best direction (laughs) didn't quite deliver but i still think the final two seasons i are pretty entertaining i'm excited to rewatch them because i'm like i think i'm not gonna be as harsh on season eight as i mean well i wasn't that harsh on season eight the first time but um i'm really interested to see the last the second to last episode again because that was the episode that was the one that quote-unquote ruined the final season for me because mm-hmm. I really wasn't. I mean, there were some things where like, yeah, that was dumb, but it wasn't ruined for me. I thought they had overall kept the spirit of Game of Thrones until that penultimate episode. Holden. Sure. So excited to rewatch that. Um, Gaming-wise, just playing some more God of War. You heard my opinions there. I'll try to figure finish it before the end of the calendar year. <laughs> so hopefully we can get that review out around New Year's for you. You know, because that's the one we know you're all waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, and then let's see, uh, oh, I finished the watcher, which I did not realize it's seven episodes, just assumed it was 10 episodes Okay. <laughs> until I was, I, I always watch like half an episode when I go to work out or like, you know, two thirds of an episode. So I'm in random places and I'm like, oh, I better download the next episode. Cause I'm halfway through episode seven. And I went and there was no other episodes to download <laughs> this morning. So I'm like, oh, I guess I'm just going to finish it, finish that. Yeah, pretty good. I think the ending is a little unsatisfying. Okay. But it's not awful. And I had heard that the end that the show is or that the ending is a little unsatisfying, but it's like, okay, whatever. That's how it ends. Um then uh, I started watching Mindhunter, Holden. I had to download something else. So I was like, Oh, I got panic. I need to work out now. Um, because I gotta do this before the soccer game today. And uh, uh so I downloaded just the first episode of Mindhunter, so I'm like twenty minutes into the first episode of Mindhunter. So just on a crime kick, I guess. And I like the first 20 minutes. So that's where I'm at, Holden. I think that's everything I've been doing. Sweet. All right. What's um, what's coming up? What's next week, Holden? Uh, well, not sure. I looked it up. There's <laughs> um, not a big release. I think it's just taking its time before Avatar in two weeks. Um, there's a chance... I don't think it's going to happen. There's a chance that the whale comes out around here next week, but I'm guessing it's going to be at least another week or two. Cause usually when I see that listed, like a 24 movies listed somewhere, it's like limited and then it'll get a wider release later. Um, so maybe the whale, um, otherwise there's not really anything aside from the new Pinocchio movie. Jimmy. <laughs> not watching the new pinocchio movie why it's supposed to be so good jimmy i don't want to watch another pinocchio movie 
but it's like it's like what about um what about the all quiet on the western Front movie i mean yeah we could do that it'll be a surprise maybe maybe the fablements will come here maybe yeah maybe finally the well you know what um i believe banshees of in in or however you say it's coming to our state theater it's an option okay i thought you okay you talked about how boring that looked you would rather watch that than pinocchio i hold on i do (laughs) not like pinocchio it's probably a great movie i don't (laughs) want to see it anytime soon i'm so excited for it i I thought it came out this weekend i was gonna watch it but it comes out next weekend on netflix so (sighs) anyway see the thing is banshees of inisherin could be nominated for best picture though so i think it probably will be well you know what else will be tar which you also said looked pretentious so (laughs) i don't remember that one um anyway uh we'll pick something so yeah there will be something next there'll be an episode the people demand it nothing like a little on air uh meeting production meeting yeah (laughs) we keep things professional here around tomp we do uh anyway um if you want to leave us a request you can do so by leaving us a five-star review on itunes or by donating wow i mixed it up this time donating to us on patreon or emailing us at tomppodcast at gmail.com i think that's it jimmy yeah all right then sweet uh until next time adios pantalones Love you. That one movie podcast. Tomp.